0: Welcome to the WO Podcast about horses and horsemanship. I'm John Hare and you've found the place where we talk horses. I received a message on Facebook from ris- listener John Tolley that he had an idea for a show. I sent him my phone number and after a few minutes into our conversation, I knew we had something here. Joining me today from his home in South Carolina via Skype is John. Good morning, John. Good morning, John. How's it, how's it in South Carolina this morning?
1: A little bit chilly, but uh, about 35 degrees. It's going to be a higher 50 today, so it's going to be a beautiful sunny day.
0: I think it's going to be sunny today here, too. I'm going to go for a ride a little bit later. Well, you know, John, we're still dipping our toes into the new year. Some people are working on their re- resolutions and such, but you got me thinking about opportunities. And to me, there are two kinds of opportunities. There's one you create yourself. Sometimes they have their own built-in goals. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you just take a shot at it. It's kind of like this podcast. You know, when I, I really had no idea how to begin or where it was going when I started developing the show in 2011. I learned one part, like the audio setup, and from there I learned that I needed a website. So I had to do web design. And then I learned I needed social media. And and then I had to figure out how to get guests. But it got easier as I plugged along. And as I talked to trainers and horse people, I learned more and more about horsemanship. I got to go places and see events that I would have never got to experience otherwise. And it all happened just because I took the first step. No one expected me to succeed. No one even knew what I was doing. It was all just kind of on a whim. But there's another kind of opportunity. And it's the one that you don't really see coming. It's out of the blue. It's almost like walking down a hallway and a door opens. Do you peek inside or you just continue on your way? And that's a bit what happened to you. Someone opened the door and an opportunity blossomed. Can you tell us a little bit about your story, John?
1: Sure, be more than happy to, John. So basically, it started about four years ago, and my my wife and I we lived in New Hampshire at the time, and we decided to go to a clinic. Now we've been in, around horses and we've been riding since you know our teen years. You know, we're, I'm in my fifties now, and we decided to go to a Buster McClory clinic down in. Pendleton, South Carolina, uh, about a 20-hour drive from New Hampshire.
0: I'm sorry, for those who may not know who Buster McClory is, can you tell us a little bit about him? Sure. Buster
1: McClory is probably one of the most influential horsemen in in the country, uh, I believe. And uh, Buster worked on many ranches, uh, the four sixes uh, for one of the most popular uh, but Buster's been all over the country working ranches. Uh, right now, actually, he's in Hawaii working on a partner ranch, Wow. Uh, starting probably a few hundred horses right now. You know, knowing who Buster was, uh, and again, uh, Buster worked with Ray Hunt for 25 years. You know, down on the four sixes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's that type of feel to uh, you know Buster McClory Clinic and what Buster really is all about, and. Not knowing his personality at the time, I, I was kind of a little bit, uh, you know, Intim- intimidated. A bit, uh, intimidated <laughs> wow. by, but uh, here I am, you know, saddling up my horse, and here we are. Here, there's the Buster McClory right in front of me. Wow! So, and that and that's how it kind of all started right there. So we went to the clinic, and you know, we 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 were watching, you know, part of it. You know, part of it, we we're on the on the fence, just watching, see what was going on, starting Colts. And then um, we saddled up and went in. And it, it was amazing how, how friendly and how welcoming he was to everybody. And you remember the days in school where you don't know how a teacher would know everybody's name right off the top? Right. It, it, was, it was the same thing. You were, you were automatically a friend. It, it wasn't, you know, teacher or student. You were a friend right off the top, wow. and it was actually Buster, you know, Buster and his wife uh, Cheryl, who are uh, in the clinic. And uh, Cheryl again is the same thing—welcoming and you know friendly—and you feel like you're one of them right off the top. We, we were in the clinic for four or five days, had a, had an incredible time. Food was great. It was just an amazing time. My wife and I had never been to a, a clinic overnight like that, you know, three, four, I mean, four or five days. That was quite a drive for you too. 20 hours. Yeah. About, uh, about 1200 miles.
0: So you were committed.
1: So, oh, we were, we were very committed and the, it was a nice little vacation for, for uh, Lisa and myself. So we, uh, we had such a good time we, you know, we went back home and, you know, we practiced what we learned and, you know, we, we kept studying everything about what we learned and the, the busterisms were amazing. Some, we still come up with, You know, sayings that Buster had come up with. So next year rolled around, and we said, "You know what? Let's do it again." So backed up. Following year, went down to Pendleton, South Carolina again. Did the clinic with Buster again. Again, we were we were friends again. It was uh, it was you know welcoming of old friends. It wasn't just Buster McClory, the 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 incredible horseman. It was it was Buster, our friend. That's when I started to understand how people are are people he's one of us mm-hmm. and he's just really really good at what he does so again after that four-day clinic we you know we packed up head back to new hampshire same same deal but this is where this whole topic comes together uh we're coming through pennsylvania you know on our way back north to new hampshire mm-hmm. we're in pennsylvania and And I had known that Buster had sold a couple horses at that clinic, and so he had relatively uh, an empty trailer. He had one horse on that big trailer of his. I said to my wife, I said, "Do do you think that uh, you think Buster would take take my mare for the winter down on his ranch?" I said, knowing that he's got two less horses right now. I said, "You know, you think he think he'd do something like that?" And she said, "Um, "Why don't you call him and ask him?" And and that's exactly where this story starts. And I said, okay, I'll do it. I picked up the phone, called him. He happened to be in Atlanta in a traffic jam. And uh, we got talking and I said, Buster, I said, uh, you know, with the winters we have up up in New Hampshire, I said, I'd I'd like to see if you have time to put some time into my mare over the winter. And he just said, well, let me look at my schedule and I will call you back. Well, half hour later he calls him back and he said, If you want if you want to, bring her down. Wow. Yeah, and right there was a pinch me moment, John. It was a pinch me moment where I was just like, What did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> and so we got back to New Hampshire, you know, made our plans. Yeah, later on that uh, that fall I uh, you know, the day before Thanksgiving, matter of fact, I put my trailer my, my horse in uh, my trailer. And took a four-day trip to um, to Texas, down the Panhandle, and uh, dropped my mare off. And uh, the friendship uh, the friendship bloomed from there. It, it was amazing.
0: How was that leaving your horse behind with uh, somebody else? I mean, she was going to be what a thousand miles away?
1: Yeah, more than that. Yeah, it was um, that was rough. I have pretty much always have had care of my horses at my own homes. That's the way I am. I like to take care of my horses, and that's what I do. And uh, to leave my horse in Texas was incredibly tough, even though it was with Buster. And I knew I'd have the best care and uh, the best of everything. The best part of this whole thing, though, is we got up the next morning and here I am staying in Buster McClawy's house. You know, that's even (laughs) crazier, you know. And and I'm I'm just thinking, this this is nuts. We get in Buster's truck and he says, let's go on a tour. So took me on a tour of some of the most famous ranches. We um, He took me to the Four Sixes, the Pitchfork, went to um, Matador Ranch, oh, wow. and then um, we went to the Tongue River Ranch, which was uh, just amazing. I mean, it was an incredible tour.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, <laughs> it was a dream come true. Yeah.
0: He just took a day and then drove you around Texas.
1: That's what we did. We did the Panhandle Tour and saw some of the most famous ranches that I've only read about. And uh, here I am in Buster McClory's truck I, I, again. Pinch me! <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was doing. Yeah. So the next day I, um, you know, he drove me to the airport and I flew home. And uh, you know, I left my truck and trailer down in Texas for the winter. And if you, it, it's hard to believe, but it even gets better. Buster calls me up one day and he says, "Hey, uh, I'm going to be doing some clinics out in California and Arizona, New Mexico. Uh, do you mind if I take your horse with me?" <laughs> 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 really oh, are, are you kidding me and so uh off she goes and he's doing some clinics with my mare and uh doing some cow clinics and he did some uh cold starting with my horse uh he he did he did everything i, I just couldn't believe what he was doing you know when I, i'd get an email or a text with some really great pictures i have a picture of him on my horse overlooking los angeles
0: wow which
1: is just you know, it's it's one of the most beautiful pictures I've I've ever seen, and it was an honor, you know, for me to 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 have him working my horse. It was, it was a pure honor to me. Yeah. Again, uh, a friendship has bloomed between uh, you know my family and uh, the McClory's. and it it's been a, a wonderful friendship. Uh, but it never would have started, John, and to your introduction, it started with a phone call. It, it, it just started with taking a chance, and I think that's what you and I had talked about originally was. You know, if you want to get somewhere with your horse, just just ask the question. Take the chance. Step out of your comfort zone, and you wouldn't believe what can happen. You know, that's, that's where I am now.
0: Yeah, know? that's amazing. You know, and that, I I love analogies and, and you know, the big football games over with now. But, you know, you see those running backs, and they, they just look for a little piece of daylight to go through. Now, they don't always – Gain yards on every play. You're gonna r- run into some setbacks, but every once in a while, when you break through and you're running in that open field, that's gotta be that's gotta be something amazing right there. And that's kind of what happened to you. You, oh, you, yeah. you you took a chance. That's
1: uh, that's a that's exactly what happened. And again, I, and if I hadn't have asked my wife, you know, you know, I, I might not have made that phone call. But you know, when my wife said, "Give him a call and ask." And, jeez, how novel an idea that was. (laughs) And, you know, it goes even a little further. I'm down here in in South Carolina now. We moved down here, and I don't know a lot of people. And um, I just happened to go over to a a farm that's, they have have probably about 20 head, black agus. Just kept talking to the the gentleman, and and I said, I'm just looking for a place where I can, you know, keep my horse on cattle, and, um, you know, I need to find a place to, to just, you know, cut a couple out and this and that. And he said, bring her over. Wow. And I'm thinking, wow. You know, I didn't even talk money or anything. Uh-huh. He said, yeah, just bring her over. But again, I stepped out of the zone and I asked the question. And there there we go. Now I can go work cattle all I want. In, in the horse world, there's a lot of folks that are afraid to ask, I believe. They're afraid to to kind of admit that maybe they don't know everything. Well, I don't know everything. And as Bustamante says, he doesn't know everything. He learns every day. Also, right. And if we all think that way, we're going to come a lot further in our in our journey with our horses. And uh, and that's what I did.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's why I called you. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate that too. You know, and that's that's what it is. Is just reaching out. And we all have our insecurities. And acting in spite of those insecurities is sometimes how you get rid of those insecurities too. I think you have a fantastic story there. Now, it's amazing to me that you went through all this. Tell us a little bit about your mare and what you're doing with her. Are you are you working cows now? Or? I am. That's
1: why we moved down here, because up in, up in New England, there's not a, lot, not a lot of cow work up there, not a lot of things I want to do. My horse, actually, I, I bought her four years ago. I bought her actually down here in South Carolina. She's cutting horse. Uh, did, did some cow work, did some turn back work in the cutting world. And that's what I was into, but up north, there's not a lot. So when we move down here, uh, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing, you know, you know, working, working some cows in my off time and, and just enjoying working cattle. My goal is to actually be a turn back at some point at the Augusta Futurity. That's what I really want to do. All right. I just want to be a turn back. That would be, that would be my, my goal. She's a great man. I do a little bit of everything with her. You know, we we went on hunts. Again, we, we worked cattle, did some roping. You know, she's just a great all-around mare that uh, can pretty much do it all. So I don't want to waste any time.
0: That sounds great. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you can come up with one of your favorite busterisms to end the show, I would love that. <laughs>
1: okay, here's probably one of my favorite ones. Here you go. This one's, John, this one's not only for horses, but this is, I think, about bringing up children
0: mm-hmm.
1: same type of thing he said he said you got to let your horse get into trouble to learn to stay out of trouble
0: oh uh, that's very profound
1: And uh, i had to think about that and i and I said you know what i really got to uh i gotta think about that a little bit more and it was really kind of cool because you know when we're out show riding just, just the other day we're out show riding with some friends that uh that came down you know this. Things things happen. You know, a horse comes through with a carriage. A bicycle came came up really silently in back of us and none of the horses moved. But those are the things, you know, people need to let their horse get into a little trouble to learn to get out of it. And that is profound, but it's so true when you really when you dig down into it. Yeah. So yeah, I have a I have I could probably write a book on Buster. But, <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite ones, though. That really is. That's
0: cool. Well, thanks so much for reaching out to me and, and, and telling me your story. I think it's it's great if we can give people a little bit of inspiration, give them a little bit of confidence to go out and just say, hey, try something that, uh, like you said, takes you out of your comfort zone. And uh, I think people can get a a whole lot about out of that. So, And then maybe someday we'll have Buster on the show.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure I could uh, I could make that happen. I'd love and if, to. And you know, John, in your show notes, feel free to put my phone number in if you'd like. If anyone wants to call me and and ask me any specifics, I have no I have no problem with that.
0: Oh, great! That sounds good. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the show, John, and uh, sharing your your experiences with you and your horse.
1: Well, yeah, thank you for what you do, John. I've been a listener for your show, with your show for a long time, and um, again, uh, for the respect I have for, for what you do to get the message out there. I think there's much needed out there. So thank you for what you do.
0: I appreciate that. I want to thank Total Saddle Fit for sponsoring the Whoa Podcast. Total Saddle Fit makes the shoulder relief cinch. With its unique shape and contours, the shoulder relief cinch redirects the latigos of your saddle to improve your horse's range of motion in the shoulders. The shoulder relief cinch is robustly padded and cutaways in the places where your horse needs it. Total Saddle Fit wants you to try this innovative new take on the cinch by offering free worldwide shipping. That's right, try it for 30 days, risk-free. I've got one I use on my quarter horse mare, Jesse, and my Mustang Scratch, and I really like the look and feel of the shoulder relief cinch. Over 10,000 riders rely on the shoulder relief cinch, Find your perfect size, color, and material at totalsaddlefit.com and tell them you heard about it on the Woe Podcast. Well, that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank John Tully for reaching out and presenting us with a very cool story of inspiration. It's amazing what can happen sometimes if you simply say yes to an opportunity. One of my favorite sayings is, I cannot become who I want to be by remaining who I am. Change or a new direction can offer opportunities you might not ever have believed reachable. We are living in amazing times. And if I can, I want to leave you with one more thought. It doesn't take any more time or effort to dream a big dream than it does a small one. So dream big. If you have a story to tell or an idea for a podcast, send an email to john at woepodcast.com. I answer every one. You can find all the episodes of Woe Podcast at, you guessed it, woepodcast.com. Click subscribe on any podcast catcher like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and any new episodes will automatically appear on your device. It's truly magical. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Woe Podcast, and would love to connect with you there. Post some photos of you and your horse. We love seeing them. You are a big part of this podcast. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, for Renee, this is John Harris saying, go have some fun with your horses. Bye-bye, everybody.